The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Thank you for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis. I'm a partner at Protus Global People Solutions. I focus heavily in adult consumables. And today I am really fortunate and blessed to have two guests today. I am spending time today with the founder and CEO of the Garden Society, Erin Gore, and Carly Warner, who is a co-founder, the co-founder, and chief marketing officer of the Garden Society. I love this company. I've, I know Aaron. Uh, Aaron has participated a lot in some of the uh, webinars and things that we've done at Protus Global uh, People Solutions. Uh, they have an amazing company. They created a great business with artisanal uh, confections and sun-grown pre-rolls that connect biodynamic farming, sustainable ingredients, and a strain of specific cannabis and a variety of products. And it's really a cool place, a great business. And welcome, ladies. How are you all doing? Thank you so much. We're doing great. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. This is great. Now, now, Aaron, you know Protus pretty well. We've had you on. I remember the first, one of the first webinars we did earlier this year after the pandemic. That's where you and I met. We were on the panel together. Yes, actually, we've known Sam from Protus, Samantha Ford, for about two years now in the industry. Um, yes. She started hosting back a couple of years ago these women. Um, leadership forums in person in San Francisco. And they have been really instrumental in building Carly and I's network. Um, we got to know Sam. We got to know Protus. Uh, we adore her. She's now become a good friend. And then we actually worked with Protus professionally. So I don't know if you know this, Vern, but um, we hired your firm to find us our sales manager last year. Yes. That was great and successful. And then we have had the great pleasure to join the roundtables that you've been doing now through the pandemic. So it's been cool to learn more about your company and to meet you all. (laughs) No, this is great. This is great. You told a story better than I was going to go through all that. You told a story better than I could tell it. And that's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, Uh, Sam is great. And she's out there on the West coast. Uh, with you guys, and uh, that's that is awesome, and and she's done a great job, and and uh, and I'm glad you said that that uh, she's a friend of the of the family now, and that's that is uh, very much an awesome thing. And hey, look, today I, I'm really looking forward to to really kind of understanding uh, a, a lot of things, really, but really how I want to get to how you two ladies met. No. <laughs> Sure. So, so that's um, yeah. Carly, do you remember when we first met? I don't. Sorry, I have a bad memory. I do. <laughs> so it was in New York. Uh, okay. That was the first time that we met, Aaron. Well, so, that, no, that wasn't the first time we met, was it? Or was that? Yeah, the first that time was a, that was the first time you and I met. 
So Aaron and I, do you want me to dive in? (laughs) No, but I just want to clarify, I remember. Okay, go for it. (laughs) No, but you tell the story, Charlie. Okay, so I um, I come from the wine industry. I was working for Constellation Brands, the big wine wine and beer uh, company here in, in the States. And Aaron's husband is the director of vineyards for Sonoma County and the North Coast. So we were seeking out, well, the company was seeking out to build a brand that was uh, targeting that sort of middle tier shelf on the grocery store, on the grocery store shelf. And Tom was going to be our, our head of the, um, of the brand. He is the farmer. And so we built a farmer's wine called Tom Gore Vineyards. And I was on the PR team that launched the wine. And we were back in New York. We were doing the media launch at Blue Hill at Stone Barns, Dan Barber's incredible, um, place in back there. And, uh, Aaron was flying in from China or somewhere and we all met and she had to introduce Tom at the media dinner and she did a wonderful job. I think she, you remember you messed up the name or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, <thought. laughs> I was nervous. Um, but but she life. did a great, she did a great job. And we actually ended up back at the Nomad Hotel in Manhattan and we had drinks in the library and we just started talking about being professionals and being women and somehow cannabis came up and we were like, whoa, a woman who, you know, is out there and like has a career and working toward a family, but has this background and loves cannabis. And so we sort of bonded over that. That's right. uh, Yeah. We ended up going to Aspen food and wine together as well. And so we got to go to the dispensaries in Colorado and it was pretty hilarious. And Erin shared all about her edibles making. Yeah, no, that's so. And so you met in New York, and so ladies, we have something in common. I don't, you know, besides cannabis, the three of us uh, share the wine business. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I grew up in the wine business through what we now call Diageo. Oh, ah, nice. yes. Uh huh. <laughs> so, cool. uh, yeah. So I was looking at that, and I think that is very cool. And 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 for you. Uh, Carly, I'm telling you, uh, you and I know a lot of the same people. I, yeah, I, I'm trying not to go through the list verbally out loud <laughs> that, right now that's, since that's we're okay. on the radio. <laughs> no, that's okay. That is okay. That is okay. And then I remember, I remember very specifically when I first met you uh, on that webinar, um, Aaron, that, that your husband uh, and, and you had the the Gore family winery and family vineyards and that he was running that business. And, and now I even understand a little bit more about what Tom came from the constellation business and was a, was a, uh, a player over there in the wine business. And now I, I definitely understand that more. So that's great. Now, are you, uh, Aaron, are you out in Hillsburg? Yeah, so Carly lives in Petaluma, and uh-huh. I live in Healdsburg. Uh-huh. So we're all Sonoma County through and through. And then our company is based in Cloverdale, California. So about 15 minutes north of Healdsburg. Got it. No, that's, got it. I, I appreciate that. So um, now, Aaron, I wanted to d- dive into something with you a little bit. Now, I noticed you're, you're an Oregonian, right? Well, kind of. I'm from Oregon, Wisconsin. 
So ah. not Oregon, the state. <laughs> I'm actually a Midwesterner, and you grew up saying Oregon, you know, like yes. Wisconsin. You know, how we talk like. Um, so, that, that's yeah, interesting. so I'm from back in the Midwest, um, and, you know, I think still a Midwesterner through and through, even though I'm now a Sonoma County local. I hear you. I basically you. went from a dairy farming family to a wine farming family. Well, that's that's so, amazing. Stay true to my roots. That's amazing. Now you went to Madison. I knew that. Now you went to Madison. Yep. And, and you walked onto the basketball team. Yep, I did. I did. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I sure. had some scholarship opportunities to play small D one, D two, and then obviously some offers in D three as well. And I found myself at the decision point, kind of paralyzed, kind of burnt out. Actually, super burnt out. Not yeah. sure what to do. I, at the time, I wanted to go pre-med, and I wanted a good academic program. And I had yeah. academically gotten into uh, Madison. It, it's probably one of the best schools in the state, um, or I would say the best school in the state. And so um, I ended up not taking any of the scholarships. Nothing spoke to me. And mm-hmm. then went to Wisconsin. And then the coach called me up and said, hey, why don't you come practice with us? Um, oh, nice. And that led to me actually walking on. So it was cool. No, it's great. And by the way, you got a nice little Kimmy degree, didn't you? I did. I did. You know, <laughs> I realized early on that like I wanted to get a I wanted to get a job after school. I also realized I wasn't gonna play necessarily yeah. because you know, division one sports are so political. And I wasn't a scholarship athlete and I didn't really have the muster to to get there. I didn't really sure. care. I was burnt out. I wanted the experience of going to school and I wanted to get a good job. And so um I pivoted from pre-med to chemical engineering. What was awesome about my basketball experience was that I got to um, be part of a team. So I got to be a team player. I was actually the sixth girl, meaning I would be whoever we were playing. So if she drops up left, I drops up left. Um, And I played with all guys. It was me and the guys. And then I got tutoring, registration. I got all the perks of being an athlete. I got to be part of a team, but I also got to go to school. No, that's a great experience. That's awesome. That is uh, that's yeah, an awesome good. story. Yeah, that's an awesome story. So, but it led to my cannabis journey because that's even what though I, I played know. basketball, yeah. yeah, even though I played basketball, I got out of school and I was a walk-on, so I didn't play in the games. I was a scout player, basically. Um, I got out of school. I went to work for Henkel Corporation in Chicago, New mm-hmm. Jersey, California. Um, I moved around with them. And then I ended up having to have both my hips rebuilt. My first one in 2011, my second in 2012. Wow. And through that process, from old basketball injuries, I'm tall. Carly and I are tall and small. So I'm six foot two, <laughs> she's five foot zero. So through that process um, of dealing with my chronic pain and managing the recovery of surgeries and trying to stay off of opiates and trying yeah. to just be the best version of myself, I fell in love with cannabis. And became really obsessed with the plant. I started to get uh-huh. it. it. It like clicked for me. This is plant medicine. This is how it helps with pain. This is how it helps with stress. And that, that began my journey. That is, that is a great story. Now, just coincidentally, I'm having hip replacement on Wednesday coming. Mm. A week from the day. Uh, oh, no. no, no, it's not bad. I've had the other one done. So Yeah, it'll be good. You'll be happy. Yeah. No, it definitely. You know what the pain's about. We'll continue our discussions with Aaron Gore and Carly Warner of the Garden Society. I am Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. 
fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. We'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Pempire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Hempire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Hempire. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. I'm having a lot of fun here. I am spending time with Aaron Gore, and I am spending time with Carly Warner, and they're all of the Garden Society. And uh, we were just about to talk with Aaron about how she discovered the plant, why, and what the plant really means to her and her journey to get to the Garden Society. So why don't we pick up there? Tell us that story, Aaron. Um, yeah, thank you, Vern. Um, so I, you know, I was a Midwesterner growing up. Like we talked about, I played basketball all through. And so I didn't really experiment with cannabis other than maybe the occasional puff at a party in college. Um, and so when I got into my adult career, I started really um, having exposure to it more as part of a lifestyle. I lived in LA at the time on the beach. Uh, there was cannabis around me. And I was playing beach volleyball and dealing with these chronic injuries. And I started to really understand it. I got my medical card. I started going to dispensaries to dabble, if you will, and shop and see what there was. This was back in 2011, 2010. It was a very different landscape than it is today in the regulated marketplace. At the time, I was dating my now husband, and he's a farmer. So he started growing. And as I was going into the surgeries and through the surgeries and recovery thereafter, I started to really understand how cannabis could help me manage my chronic pain and help me get better sleep. 
So having big hip injuries, sleeping was very difficult for me to find. Um, as we, we talked about our project with Constellation, um, at the time I was actually working for Henkel. So I was um, having a very stressful, as it was, deep career at Henkel, where um, I ended up running a $100 million business. I was the youngest person that I could tell, or HR told me anyway, to have <laughs> that level of responsibility within the company. And we were doing a really amazing job. We were growing the business exponentially. Um, if anybody knows me, I have a little bit of neurotic energy um, that I was putting full throttle into the project with Constellation, into my my job at Henkel, and at the same time, trying to be a good wife, trying to be a friend, trying to be present for everyone and everything, and also trying to start a family. Mm-hmm. So while I first entourage into cannabis for my medical reasons, um, as I was kind of moving through life, I kept turning back to it because it was really what would help me sleep, what would help me find rest after a long day, what would help me just be present in the moment and help me drink less alcohol ultimately because, you know, being in the wine industry, it's very easy to just consume mass amounts of wine, frankly. And we all know that's not helps for us. Yeah. And so um, what really happened that Spark Garden Society is I, I have like, you know, as an engineer and I like to craft uh-huh. and I don't know, Carly will tell you I'm kind of overly creative sometimes, <laughs> but I was like tinkering and making hash and oils and edibles and all these things in my kitchen. So I had a little laboratory and um, my husband told one of my girlfriends that I was making edibles at home. And, you know, nice. back then I was, I was ashamed. I was also scared. I didn't want to get fired. I didn't want my husband to get fired. We didn't want to lose our, our project with Constellation. So there was a lot of mm-hmm. stigma around it. And I didn't tell people what I was doing. And my friend found out. She's like, oh, I want to come over. And then a couple more friends. I want to come over. I want to come over. So I ended up having these, like, basically unintentional monthly gatherings of girlfriends in my house to make edibles. And um, we called them high holiday baking parties at the time. And they started growing in size. And um, what I realized, it got to be the largest party. There was, like, about 50 women there. Um, I had just had a miscarriage. Wow. I just landed back from China. Um, you know, my husband and I were really trying to have a family and I had just won business of the year at Henkel. So I just had this kind of monumental milestone and I looked out and I realized I had this aha moment where I realized for the first time I had friends, I traveled so much and I had been so like consumed with my outside world that I didn't realize I had a community that I did when I really needed the support I needed. So for cannabis to make me realize I had this community of women who supported me was really profound. I also realized I was normal. I realized that the problems I was facing, I internalized it. I felt really ashamed. I couldn't be happy. I had all this external success, but I was really miserable. And I was trying to balance those feelings within me. And I realized that these feelings were just normal feelings that women have because of all the pressures on women. Because my friends had the same feelings that I did. And I realized that all those women were there because I wanted to learn about weed. Like it was about (laughs) cannabis. It was about weed. It was about access. It was about questions. It was about experimenting and trying and being together. And so that was really the precipice and the aha moment for me that this was my calling and that there was something really special here to building a community of women with high quality cannabis products. And so what's really cool, I flew, well, 
I flew to China like two weeks later. I quit my job. You know, they negotiated a long turnaround. So they, I guess in German culture, you give six, six, six weeks to six yeah. months. Yeah. And I was like, two weeks, it's America. <laughs> and uh, as a recruiting firm, you'll appreciate, I landed on like, I think I worked for them another month or so, or month or five weeks. Well, that's pretty good uh, negotiation out, there. Yeah, yeah. And then I set out to build what is now Garden Society. I actually found a pitch deck from back in the day because I was so German corporate trained. I thought that you build PowerPoint presentations because that's what you do. And so uh, I built one when I was kind of conceptualizing at the very, very beginning of what Garden Society would be. Carly wasn't even on the team yet. Um, And what's really awesome, I found it the other day and it's exactly the same company we have today. So of course, like, this is our this is our difference and that's difference and we're a lot better today and our name is a lot better today and all of that. But um and we're much stronger because we've obviously got Carly and yeah. but at the core we're the same purpose and the same company, which I was really excited to see. That's a hell of a story. That's great. And that really puts things in perspective. Now, Carly, when did you enter the picture? So Aaron found sort of set out to build the company. Aaron, am I right? April of 2016, April, May yeah, of 2016. Yeah. And then I got, so I had my first daughter in March of 2016. I decided to leave Constellation uh, partway through my maternity leave. And then I was going to, we changed our lifestyle. I was going to stay home with my child. And then in September, I got this funny Facebook message from Aaron Gore. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? I haven't talked to Erin in a long time. Like, where? what is this? She wants to have coffee? And so <laughs> I was intrigued and I went and I had coffee and she shared with me what she was doing and asked if I'd be interested in participating. And I was like, I just quit all my, I had like my job at Constellation. I had a really good job offer at another company. I gave all that up to be home with my daughter. And then this came up and I was like, I got it. I have to what just do you try do? it. So, so I was like, Aaron, I only work like two days a week. I'm, I'm a mom first. And anyways, that's great. Yeah, I'm sure. So, Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get back into that. And we're going to really get into garden society. I'm Vern Davis, your host of plant profits. I'm spending time today with Aaron Gore and Carly Warner of the garden society. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Yo, 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 this your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. LA, what up? People were so excited to see you supporting our industry, and it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to, so that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think who look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Like 
Oh, Lady Marijuana Lama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, pink, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. I'm here with Aaron Gore and Carly Warner and all of the Garden Society. And and Carly was just about telling us, she just got through telling us about how she had to make a really uh, interesting decision. She had changed her life and she was asked to change it again when Aaron showed up again in her life. So let's talk about that and get into that, Carly. So what happened? Um, well, Erin shared with me that she was setting out to build the cannabis company that she had honestly sort of talked about all the way back in Aspen years prior, you know, just talking about making edibles and this mm-hmm. idea. And so I, I was partly intrigued because I was like, wow, you're really setting out to do it. I was really impressed and inspired. And it also felt like I had just become a mother, um, and the idea of building some, helping to build something for my family and helping to build something that was for this community of women, um, was, I was really drawn to that. And so we honestly, we just, I jumped right in. Um, Aaron had already started working with an agency on like the name and the brand. So I jumped in on that. I remember sitting at this kitchen out in Sebastopol, we were making chocolates with our chef for our first batch of chocolates for Emerald Cup 2016. That is great. I was sitting there. (laughs) So I was sitting there editing our website. I had never touched website before. So I was kind of editing copy on our website. We were making chocolate, packing chocolate, and and we got it all ready to go for Emerald Cup. (laughs) No, that's that's great. So so ladies, Erin, tell me about the brand. Tell me about the Garden Society brand. Yeah. So Garden Society is really a lifestyle company. So we really want to bring women and help women find more joy through cannabis. It's really simple, our mission. Mm -hmm. Um, We believe that cannabis can be accessible to all, whether you're canna-curious or canna-confident. And we want to make high-quality products that deliver on their promise and give you a controlled effect that you know and love and make you a better woman, whether that's through finding a good night's sleep, whether Mm -hmm. that's through getting rest after a stressful day, whether that's through having date night and all of the above. No, that's great. So you call yourselves uh, in your mission a pioneer. Tell me, relate yes. that for me. Yes. Well, you got to remember, we're building this industry as we're also building our company. So uh-huh. for the first time ever, I think, well, maybe not ever, but if you look at like how we have to build regulations, how we mm-hmm. have to advocate for policy, how we have to educate the consumer, how we have to teach everyone around us about the industry and about the product and about the plant. 
um, it's really a, it's really pioneering a new way to plant medicine. The good thing is we have many years of advocates and, and activists who have brought the industry to where it is today, and we're mm-hmm. we're so grateful for all their hard work. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's our responsibility to shepherd it into the next generation. And so whether that's you know <clears throat> excuse me social equity programs to bring mm-hmm. equality to the table in a new way that's never been seen before across any industry, mm-hmm. whether that's advocating for uh, <clears throat> excuse me mass incarceration reform for the war on yes. drugs. Whether that's federal policy, whether it's state policy, whether it's local policy, we're—excuse <coughs> me—we're involved on all levels. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Now, now, Carly, I will tell you that I've been in the, your company. You guys have been together about four years doing this, and we've been in the business. Four and a half years. We started a little bit before you, from the perspective of officially in the cannabis space and and engaging it. And the thing that I've noticed, Carly, that is just really missing, and you know this from coming from consumer products, Aaron, you know this from your experience in leading businesses, is that brands. I just we got to put more emphasis on brands and branding and the definition and telling that branding story and have consumers identify with it. It not only it creates value, but it it gives legitimacy to the space. And I just don't see a lot of that. What are your thoughts on that, Carly? And what are you doing about that? Yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean, we're trying to build a brand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think a lot of it is, um, you know, the infancy of the the regulated industry in combination with um, really, really, uh, you know, new retailers, new consumers, new brands. And so I think a lot of emphasis in, instead of kind of emphasis in building a brand, the emphasis has been on selling product, like pull through on the shelf. Like how do we lower the price to the point where people will buy this? How do we kind of gain market share over building like a brand and brand loyalty? And I think that at Garden Society, we've taken a a different approach, partly out of necessity because we've really bootstrapped this company from the start. We did a small fundraising effort in 2018, but I think it's, you know, engaging the consumer and building their loyalty and telling a story that they can relate to. And so that's really where I put a lot of our emphasis is to listen to our consumers. We have garden parties, which are sort of like the modern Mary Kay. So we have all of these tight little, um, almost like uh, uh, groups of these women where we can just get information from what do you want? What are your problems? What do, how can we help you? And build the story to that. No, that's great. And and what's so cool about that? That is exactly how Aaron started the business through having these these uh, these these gathering these gatherings of women uh, trying the product out. And I think that's awesome. So I, so Aaron and and Carly, how did you guys come up with the, your product offering that we have now that's available? Yeah. So it's so funny. <laughs> Basically, what we like to eat and smoke. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, that's the best answer to, you could have, right? Yeah. Who wants to sell shit they don't like? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you now do you get the insight from these parties? Do you get some real well, insight about flavors, taste, ideas? Do you really get that that insight? Yeah, so, I mean, in all honesty, there was a lot more thought that went into it than this is what we like. You know, edibles, um, we started as an edibles company because edibles, when we launched the the business, 
in the regulated marketplace and in the Proposition 215 era were the most disparity in far as targeting our female consumers. So they were extremely high dose. They were very bad. Mm -hmm. They didn't taste well. They weren't consistent. They weren't homogenous. There was a litany of problems. And knowing that one in two women don't sleep through the night and are on prescription sleep medication, one in two, we really wanted to create a product to help women sleep and have a product to replace alcohol. And so edibles was that for us. Also the discretion of edibles, um, you know, they're more discreet to consume than smoking or vaping. And so we started with a fruit gelée and a chocolate. We looked at the market data. Where's the market? What can we make effectively? What can we scale? What can we price right to have a margin? And and that's what we launched with. And then what, what delivers the most relief for our target consumer and what will convert them? And then as we were, you know, continuing to build our company, Carly and I kept buying pre-rolls and kept rolling joints. Yep. And we're like, <laughs> we used to buy pre-rolls because we love pre-rolls. And, and I will say from a consumption point of view, edibles take about an hour and a half to take effect. Yeah. And edibles also last about six to seven hours. So they're really great for nighttime sleep. Right. Um, they're really great for social but they're not great if you want just a quick hit, if you want to just come down immediately, if you need something fast, if you want right. to just socially relax, but then you have to go drive your car later or whatever. So, you know, when we looked at launching pre-rolls, it both served our personal desire of launching pre-rolls, but then also in pre-rolls, it hits you right away. It lasts about an hour and a half. So we created pre-rolls to give this other effect that our edible lines didn't give, this other way to consume and this other relief for our for our customers and then ultimately to diversify the business as well because the edible market is much smaller than the pre-roll market um but yet we still made pre-rolls that were differentiated so we make dog walkers they're 0.375 they're minis so most women don't smoke out a whole joint um and you're left with like a nasty roach stub so we created ones that were more petite more female size single serve and then again leading with quality I think that is awesome. They're beautiful products. And and you guys tell an amazing story on your website. It's a beautiful, a beautiful website. And look, we're going to wrap you. this up today. You guys are awesome. We're going to wrap this up today. So, Aaron, just one last thing. You want to say anything about uh, the brand you want people to remember about the Garden Society? Please uh, let us have that. Yeah, great. So we would love for you to come to our site and buy our product. If you're in Sonoma and Napa, we deliver direct to you. So you can go on thegardensociety.com and you can order. If you're within California, we probably have a dispensary partner near you where you can go and buy our product. Um, again, thegardensociety.com and you can find on the finder where the closest dispensary to you is or delivery service to you is. And then follow us on social media uh, at GRDN Society. So again, that's at GRDN Society. And we'd love to hear from you. If anybody out there has questions, feedback, ideas, um, collaboration opportunities, we love, we are a, a small but mighty team and we've built a business bigger than us through collaboration. So um, feel free to email me. It's Aaron at thegardensociety.com. 
Oh, that's great. And we needed that. That is awesome. So now you, everyone, you know how to reach them. Uh, I had a great time with you ladies. It's terrific. I love what you're doing in the Garden Society. And uh, we're, we're big fans and we want to get you back on as things evolve. So just let us know when you want to come back on and talk about what's happening with Garden Society, uh, the brand, the mission, uh, the movement. It is a movement and it's real and we feel it. So thank you very much. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And I've been spending time today with Aaron Gore, founder and CEO of the Garden Society, along with Carly Warner, who is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of the Garden Society. Thank you for joining us. You can download episodes to Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com. It's our partner in this adventure and they're an amazing partner. Or you can subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the major podcast portals really uh, take us and they have our show, Plant Profits. Follow Produce Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, all of the social media sites and learn more about how we are helping companies and how we're changing people's lives changing lives and building companies. ProtusGlobal.com. That's P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.